Hey, hey, Kamish, how's it going, my man? Good. How you doing, Preston? Oh, doing good. Finally got the rookie draft out of the way. Yep, yep. Says Went uh, much quicker than I thought yeah. it would. <laughs> what ninety days until uh, until the auction draft? Is that right? Uh, approximately. We'll get something <laughs> locked in in stone. Thinking sometime around the final week of preseason. Um, that'd be my vote, but not you know, uh, we'll, we'll, not tomorrow, like Roscoe wants it. Uh, definitely not tomorrow. No. <laughs> so before we get into post draft, Duckgate, we'll cover all that in this pod. Um, <laughs> let's recap your 2020. So you were a playoff team. Kind of take us through your season. Um, you know what were your expectations versus the realities of your year? I made a ton of moves last year, and my team at the end of the year was nothing like my team at the beginning of the year. Um, was real heavy on the wide receiver. You know, Josh Allen, I took in the auction, ended up being a steal, probably fantasy MVP last year, at least the top quarterback. And then just made some moves, ended up getting Stephon Diggs to stack him with Allen, ended up with Devontae Adams at one point, and those three basically carried me for the entire season. So when you got to the playoffs, take us through your uh, your playoffs because you were one of the final four, right? No, I, I was out first round. First round, all right. All right. Yeah, and I can't even couldn't even tell you right now what happened. I think it was just a I got my ass kicked. I think <laughs> sounds yeah sounds about right. I think um yeah I I kind of blacked I blacked out the playoffs last year. We're not even gonna <laughs> not even gonna dwell on it. So you talked about you know Allen Diggs. Those were good moves last year. Do you have any moves that sort of left you scratching your head a couple weeks after you made them? I, I not really. Um, no, no, the one that like the hardest one for me was acquiring Adams with Chris because I had to give up on Saquon Barkley, but he had hurt me two years in a row being on the injured reserve. And finally, I just had to cut ties and just accept the fact that he could come back full strength this year and have an MVP season. I'm OK with that. I can live with that. So you had so that was kind of the, I mean, and Saquon was he's the biggest contract, right? That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. I think he's probably closely followed by Ezekiel Elliott, who I who I landed uh, yep. this off season. So we're you know twenty four hours removed from the end of the draft. Um, how are you feeling about your team post rookie draft? Because one of the big storylines of the draft, you ended up with four first round picks for twenty twenty two. Correct. So I made a flurry of moves this off season uh six trades in 69 days to land <laughs> four first round picks for next year uh i have zero running back help for this year but um i i moved on i had ronald jones that i traded for from dylan and then i extended him immediately and then he had a decent rest of the season didn't do anything for tampa in the postseason and they really turned to Fournette. I was happy to move on from him in that another four-year contract as soon as I could. So it looks like I packaged him with, uh, I can't even, I'm just looking, looking through my trades here. Where did I send him to? It looks like uh, maybe Joe took him on. And that's when I landed Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, I think I had to send, or I acquired a pick at that point too. Right. I think I took, yeah. I think I got, I got Zeke from you. Correct. If I'm, if I'm thinking, yeah, that was everybody Brandon, Brandon that I Cooks traded for in this offseason, I have so far also traded away. I was so just, I, I, yeah, I was, I was happy packaging and getting picks back. So, yeah. And yeah, the, I mean, the big move you made was just a couple hours ago. 
if anyone if anyone didn't get that email yep yep moved on from obj uh traded him to joe and took on aaron Rodgers and aj green so for me the move was for me like obviously with alan Rodgers is not needed the move for me was to uh not have obj's contract for next season right because you're at 12 you have 12 million cap space right now how is that looking for next year uh, next year, I think we're looking at like 88 Oof. on the books. No, 88 on the books. So we're going to have a free 100, 100 million. Yeah. At least. At least. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. That, cause that cap's going to go up. So what's the plan with Rogers? Is that a guy you're going to flip? You looking for first rounder number five? You know what? If uh, I would, I have <laughs> five right now, I think. Holy fuck. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Between Roscoe and I, we count for eight first round picks next year. So 50% Jesus. of the draft. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hold Rodgers if uh, some contending team has their quarterback go down. Hey, he's available. Anybody come knocking on the door, Bryce will be a pick. Because <laughs> when, I, when I first saw that trade pop up, I assumed, I just saw like, you know, Aaron Rodgers got traded. I assumed it was Teddy making the move because he was, he was big yep. on his pod talking about, you know, making a move for a quarterback. He got fields though. Um, in he the did. rookie draft, so maybe he's maybe he's happy there. But I thought for sure Teddy was going to land land Rogers. Yeah, I think Fields will do okay in Chicago. Maybe not this year. So, I mean, fantasy wise, Teddy's got to be looking for something with more consistent veteran presence. And what better than Aaron Rodgers? So, Teddy, if you're listening, <laughs> big call. There you go. So, uh, 12.9 million in cap space. Week at running back, you have DJ Dallas, JVN Hawkins. Uh, those are your running backs right now. Yep. Um, is it safe to say you're going to try to use all that 13 million in the free agent draft on a running back? Yeah, or we you... will go. We'll go max on on a running back. At least we'll try. I mean, I, I the only one with less money than me is Roscoe, so everybody will be able to outbid me, and that's fine. I have zero expectations for this season. I would just like to play spoiler for somebody else because I mean, there's some big names. If I'm reading the free agent list correctly, some. Big running yep. backs available. Aaron Jones, uh, Austin Eckler, Chris Carson, you know, James Robinson's all there, you know, Chase Edmonds, um, mm-hmm. on top of Allen Robinson, Cortland. I mean, it's a pretty stacked free agency class. I mean, there's yep. there's depth up and down it. So they're, you're gonna be able to get someone uh to give you a little bit of value. Yeah, exactly. So running back's probably your goal. Uh, at least to add to position. So 13 million cap space, missing a running back. What's your prediction? We've had two people already claim stake to the title game. Uh, you know, that was Gary and Teddy said that they're going, it's championship or bust for them. What's your prediction for your squad this year? Oh, I am going to be a bottom three team. Guaranteed. Really? Top playoffs, yep. playoffs to bottom three, A. Eh? Yeah, you know what? Um, I was making the playoffs, but I wasn't doing anything when I got there. And we just decided that need to retool, reload, and take kind of a Gary approach, but not completely dump my roster. I mean, I'm going to go in to next year with Allen, Diggs, uh, CD Lamb, and whatever I pick up with my five first round draft picks. I mean, that's a, I'm, that's still Allen and Diggs are enough to keep you in most games. I think even if you can get a competent running back, yep. um, I think you're, I think. I don't think you'll be bottom three. I think you're bottom five. I don't know if I'd say bottom three though. Um, I think Joe's going to, Joe's going to solidify that bottom one or two if, if mm. all goes to plan. So that's 20. <laughs> so that was 2020 look towards 2021. So 
off season, the past man, past week has been eventful uh, in here. So take <laughs> us, walk us through. Everyone's listening. Your perspective on Duckgate. When were you alerted? Um, oh, and kind man. of did it did it escalate as quickly as the comment section did with you, or were the comments when you learned about it too? The comments are definitely when I learned about it too. Um, I was at work. I want to say about. 4.30, we had a conversation of going to some, I can't even remember what the original topic was. And then it might have been the draft. I think it, about was. The draft. it was starting the draft. Yeah. And uh, Mark had brought up something about Johnny Owen of a pick. And I had, didn't see that. And I kind of looked away. And then all of a sudden I checked back at five o'clock to like 12 missed messages in there and started reading through. And like all of a sudden, we're down another owner. And I'm like, what the hell just happened in the last 10 <laughs> minutes? So reached out to Mark. He kind of gave me the rundown of what, you know, his side. And then, uh, you, you know, I wasn't trying to take Mark's personal views into account on what happened. So I just said, hey, if there's something that happened and there was a deal that was done, just send me. All I can go off is the screenshots from the messages that you guys had. I'll put it together. We'll figure out some, what's going on here. And that's kind of what led to the report that I released and kind of let the league just vent for, for a day there. <laughs> so what, what was the final ruling with Johnny then? Cause we had the vote and that was repeal the postseason ban undo the trade. Is that, is that what officially happened? Yep. That's what officially happened. So the trade for 1.01 was undone. Mark reacquired it. Johnny still owes him $30. Um, I also released the, the new rules shortly after the draft. Just, I don't know if you've had a chance to read those yet, but uh, we do have a new set of rules. And some of that, uh, most of it stemmed from what happened between Mark and Johnny. And I, I'm not going to say it was a negative thing for the league. Um, it's going to turn out to be a positive. We, we realized a lot of flaws in our system that Johnny kind of exploited. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for the most part, everything he did was, it was legal. Um, The only issue, and I I think most of the league felt the same way, was uh, shopping an asset that was owed to another owner. That was was the the biggest issue. Everything else was kind of just borderline, I would call it shady, but not illegal. Right. It was in that gray area. So for, if yep. I mean, for whatever reason, if people didn't, you know, check those new rules. So no trading picks by, uh, beyond what's owed. So what's that Mac? Would that be 2023 is the max um, year or 2024? Well, let now? me go into uh, RSO right now and pretend to make a trade. And it says that the furthest out I can trade is 2023. All right. So the Roscoe Gary was grandfathered in. Correct. That'll be grandfathered in just because they had already done the deal previous. They had notified me of the deal. And no cash anymore. Whatever is in our cash is gone. Yep. Yep. Picks and players. That's the only capital you have to trade with. And then dues by week one. I'm yeah, I'm just I'm not hunting down. I'm not playing collections here. Uh just let's just make it easy. Everybody have them in by the first week. Otherwise, and I, you know, I went stiff on the penalties. If you're not last year, we were, you were ineligible for high score of the week, but you know, it was still going two or three weeks for some teams that just 
you know, I, I think week the first year we did this and it was the same rule. And I think two or three teams missed out on high score of the week. Yeah. Cause they didn't have dues in it went to like a yep. third place team. <laughs> <laughs> and then trading future picks, you have to buy in for those. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're just, you know, we kind of did it the first year and then the second year we just kind of went away. Cause I, we, we just assumed after one year, we kind of smoothed out everybody that wanted to be in the league. And then with Mark quitting for a week or four days or whatever it was, um, we were just like, man, you know, you got teams that are trading away all these assets and then leaving. So we need to prevent this. So basically, if you trade a first round pick, that's a $50 value. Second is a $30 value. Third round is a $20 value. If you trade any of those picks, you must pay by week 14, which is the end of the regular season, the, the amount you owe. And that is credited to whatever year you traded those picks away. So when you get to that year, you may only owe $50 for the league dues that year. All right. So for a guy, let's see. So every so Gary, for example, owes 2021 and 2022. He has no 2022 picks at all. So uh, we're, we're, I'm not going to go back. If, if, if you got deals done, I'm not going to go back and try and collect. It's, gotcha. it's all starting, starting today. Yeah. Gotcha. You trade right. any picks and it only, it has to be your pick. If you've acquired like these five first round picks that I have, if I trade away any of them that aren't mine, I don't have to buy in for next year. That's a, that, that would be a pick that should have already been paid for. Like as this year, as this continues, that's how it'll work. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So uh, we'll do a full rookie sort of grade draft. I'm hoping that'll be yes. Gary and Roscoe on that one, but off the cuff, your biggest winner, biggest loser of the draft. Ooh, uh, you know, I haven't even really looked back to see on the draft. I didn't get a pick until the seventh pick of the third round. So I was just kind of monitoring, like just keeping things going. So, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not big on pits. I know he's like supposed to be the stud and uh, running back is going to be where it's at. And it's probably, you know, Roscoe had a really good draft. I think he did. Yeah, Roscoe um, went uh, Etienne, Lance, uh, Chuba, or no, sorry, uh, Ramondre, and th- those are his three picks. Yeah, I liked all those. Yeah, I think he but, had he had a pretty solid one. But see, the with this year, I, I came into this draft in this offseason. I had at one point I had two first round picks this year, which I ended up trading both of them away because I basically looked at it was anything after like pick four was just a crapshoot, maybe five even. Just like there wasn't a huge disparity in value from six to the sixth pick of the second round. Yeah, I think just kind of going off the first round, I think maybe with the exception of Rondale, Sermon, and Carter, um, mm-hmm. I think I think nine of the first 12 picks will be week one starters, like in yeah. fantasy. Um, I even think, you know, Rashad Bateman, Terrence Marshall, I think Amon Ra was a really good pick for Johnny, but again, mm. we'll kind of, we'll kind of recap that in full, but just off the cuff. Yeah. I think the first round, uh, most of the teams there, um, I think did really, really good. Cause this was a super, yeah. super deep wide receiver draft. I think you're looking yeah. at contributing wide receivers. I think in all three rounds, um, Correct. I think the, the start of the third round was was really good for a lot of teams. I think duck is going to be fine with Jones in a year or two, Mm. Johnny and Wilson, you know, that could be something that completely resets his cap. 
I think I like the Dylan Rogers pick. Um, Dylan, yeah, Rogers was high on my yeah, list. Dylan, uh, if he d- fell there, I was going to take him. Yeah, Dylan, Gary, and I had a a, a competition for Rogers late last night after Johnny picked. Um, cause I had Collins and Rogers are my two picks. Gary messaged me about trading into my spot. I told him I want Rogers or Collins. And then that's when he said he wanted Rogers. Um, <laughs> he'd already talked to Dylan. Dylan didn't know. So I kind of, I, I went behind, I went under the table and said, Hey, Dylan, <laughs> Gary wants Rogers. If he talks to you, get him for all he's got, but Dylan wanted, <laughs> Dylan wanted Rogers too. So he went Rogers. I went Collins. I was happy there. Yeah. Um, and, and Gary didn't get back in, but I think, yeah, draft was fun. It was quick. Um, yeah, I think we, I landed I think... with two Louisville guys, which I didn't, I, you know, <laughs> if I watched one game of theirs all year, I would, I wouldn't even know who they were two, two Atwell and JV on Hawkins two, two is going to be a fifth string wide receiver, but you know, he's going to be behind Deshaun Jackson. Who's injury prone yeah. out there for the Rams. Yeah. And you know, he might play that slot position or something. So yeah, we'll, see we'll, what happens. we'll have a full uh, rookie draft breakdown. We'll have the uh, the man himself, Roscoe, on to, to talk about that. I know he wants to get his pod with me out of the way first before he does any other <laughs> guest appearances. So I got to fucking figure out how to mute a Zoom call and just let him talk for <laughs> 20 minutes or some shit. But all right, Commission, any uh, any closing thoughts for you? Uh, no, I just hope uh, anybody, if I own your first round pick, please just do shitty this year. (laughs) (laughs) And on that one, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, man. Yep. Peace. Take it easy.